For wrestling diehards only, this is the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. My name is Brandon Bainey, joined tonight by Al Fontes, the sharpest dressed guy in wrestling coverage out there. <laughs> we a t-shirt and hat. Yeah, you look good. We've also got Jacob back in the house. Hey, what's up, Jacob? How you doing? Good. How's it going? I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, and then uh, Brian Zollinger, you know, usually joins us. Uh, he's been gone the past couple of weeks. Uh, he is uh, actually at a duel tonight. And so he said he would try to hop on if his duel got over. And so that'll be a pleasant surprise if we get Brian. But for now, it's just the three of us. And so here we are, ready to, to break down everything again. Thanks to everybody that's tuning in. Uh, we usually do this on Tuesday nights. We had to move it to Wednesday because I had one of those darn basketball games last night. Rockland, Grace Lutheran, little Bulldog pride. They end up getting the win there in boys' hoops. Um, but uh, this should be the last one, I think. Uh, every every week from here on out should be Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. We always go live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. As you're sitting here tonight and, and you're checking out the action, if you're on Facebook, please hit that like button. It takes two seconds. Give it a like. That'll help everybody who comes back the next day or even later tonight. They can't be here live and they want to view it uh, down the line. The more likes we get, the more shares we get, uh, the easier it is for everybody to find it the next day and amongst everything that's going on on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, hit that like button and share it. If you're watching on Twitter, go ahead and retweet this. And uh, if you are watching on YouTube, I know we got a couple of YouTube diehards out there. Uh, please hit that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed to the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel. It all helps us out, and we really appreciate it. And then as you're watching tonight and you want to jump into the conversation, you've got a question for one of us, you've got something uh, you want us to talk about, a certain athlete, certain school you want to give a shout-out to, throw it in the comments. We'll throw it up and talk about it. This is your show, you the fans. We want you guys and gals to dictate where the conversation goes. So uh, if you're watching tonight, maybe drop in your name and where you're watching from, too. That always helps out. So let's get into it, guys. We usually start the show with uh, the best thing that we saw from the last week. Um, so, Al, I'll go to you first. What was the best thing that you saw from the past week in wrestling? Um, I just at the Raleigh Lane, I saw some really good finals matches. Uh, one at, uh, with Aaron Coulter and Matthew Martino. It was just a high-level display of great wrestling. Um, in the end, Martino won, but it was a really highly contested match. It was just – it was great to see that level of competition. Jacob, what was the best thing you saw from the past week? I'm going to go to the McPherson and Bear Lake because I know we're going to – this is going to be heavy Raleigh talk. Uh, Firth, Gage Vasquez versus Tucker Bowen, I think – Four state finals appearances by both of them. Tucker Bowen ends up beating him. Could be 2A 120 state championship match. Happened in Bear Lake. So, going with that yeah. one. You're right. The, the the competitions at Bear Lake kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but it was there was some good action there for sure. The best thing I saw was Raleigh Lane, and, and we'll get to, you know, Raleigh Lane in more depth. But um, to me, the big story was 
uh, Cadence Beck from Grangeville going down to Raleigh Lane, competing exceptionally well, coming away with the title. And, and, and really we've talked about, you know, her storyline quite a bit here on, on the Matt chat prep cast uh, over the past several weeks. But again, just to continue that legacy of what her father, Andrew Beck started and, and built uh, just phenomenal story. I thought from, from the weekend, we got a couple of uh, comments already so far tonight. Uh, Alfonso, the master of the, um, the master of the multitask. He's watching uh, Jacob's nephew at Thunder Ridge competing tonight. Uh, and, and let's start with this guys, before we get into to Raleigh lane proper, Christopher Glasscock wants to know how about that duel Meridian versus South Fremont. This was, this was kind of the appetizer to what was going to be a pretty epic weekend of wrestling. Jacob, what did you think of the five, a versus three, a battle? One, it was, you know, just the atmosphere is crazy. You know, it, no matter what, you watched it live, on flow, on one of the, you know, South Fremont or the Meridian page. It's just, that's good for Idaho. But, I mean, I don't think many thought South would go in there and beat them. You knew it would be competitive, but you didn't think they would actually, you know, win. And so, and it was, you know, they pinned 95 through two, two through heavy to close the duel out just it shows that you know south south is more for real than i even guess even they get credit for which is you know they're back to back to back so it's gonna be really hard to beat them uh, al what, what do you think about south fremont yeah. going and and slaying the giant 5a meridian yeah i can uh, first of all i want to commend both the coaching staff at uh, Meridian as well as South Fremont for putting this dual meet together. It, it creates a lot of interest. Um, it's great for the sport of wrestling. Great Idaho brings a lot of attention to the sport. Um, it's what we want to see. Um, like I said, I, I had Meridian favored and I think I said, it's going to come down to a bonus point, which was a pen at the end. I believe it was locked up 24, 24 going into the finals match. The one variable I didn't know looking at both lineups was who was going to have the power to adjust kids up the weight. And it seemed like South Fremont had some ability to adjust some of their kids in the upper weight, which changed the dynamic of the dual meet at the end. So uh, I really think it can go either way. But once again, great for uh, South Fremont Meridian for putting something like this on. Once I think it should be the norm moving forward that we try to do this every year. Yeah, because uh, Meridian is the one that's got nothing to gain and everything to lose, right? We see this in other sports where the bigger school takes on the smaller school because if Meridian wins, hey, congrats, you're the big bad 5A, you're supposed to win. And if you lose, then it's like, oh man, you know, what's going on? But I, I like that the Meridian coaching staff had enough confidence in their guys to say, hey, we don't care. The 3A is just a a number and a letter next to South Fremont's name. South Fremont as an opponent is going to give us a good test. And so uh, I love it. And I'm with you, Al. I would love to see this more. Um, I would love to see, uh, you know, like New Plymouth battle, you know, Columbia or, you know, Ryrie take on Thunder Ridge, you know, because in, in the dual lineup, especially the dual format, um, it, it can be more even, right? If you go to a tournament, you know, Typically, Meridian is going to pile up more points than, than South Fremont, usually because of depth and things like that. But in dual, anything can happen. So I, I kind of like it. I, I like the way. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Another thing to think about, too, um, is that 
even though they're 3A, 2A, a lot of these kids, these top-level programs are putting year-round. They're working in the offseason, so these kids are wrestling on the national team too. So whether they're 3A, 4A, they still have the same training regimen as, as a Meridian or what. So And they have access to about the same type of training. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And what Sal, Sal's been doing this, I mean, that group of kids probably started wrestling together when they were six, seven years old, you know, in the barn. Yeah, that's exactly rooms. what I'm talking about. So, I mean, they've been wrestling for 10 years together, 11 and a half months out of the year. And even when they're not wrestling, they're playing football together. They're playing baseball together. There's a lot of, you know, closeness up there. And so that, the whole lineup, yeah. I think South has two All-Americans at Fargo. And then you have Hobbs, you know, he played, he won Iowa. <clears throat> it showed like, I mean, they have a lot of guys that can wrestle at the next level. Yeah, you know, for sure. Yep. Christopher agrees. There should be more of these. It was just great. Morgan Simmons says South was so underrated. They surprised a lot of people. I, I think so. I, th I think uh, statewide, this really was an eye opener for, for a lot of people. <laughs> Uh, especially Al, you know, where you're at in the Treasure Valley. Sometimes it's easy for Treasure Valley teams to get wrapped up in just what's going on in the Valley, not necessarily what's going on statewide. So I think especially over in that Boise metro area, this was like big eye-opener. So I know all my South Fremont fans are in the chat tonight. Where's everybody else at? Usually we got some Cuno, we got some Middleton. I want to know where everybody's watching tonight uh, from. Another comment here about South. Colby Clark is really hitting another level. So... Yeah. Oh, and hey, look who pops in here. Brian, what's up, Brian? Gentlemen, how are you? <laughs> hey, good to see you. I was listening until I could get here. Stuck out a duel. Hey, no, that's all right. What'd you see tonight? I had we had Bonneville Skyline and it, it wasn't done when I left. So, but you know, Bonneville's pretty good. You know, they top five in the state for sure for A. And so the, the out the outcome really isn't in doubt. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, well, so you were listening to the conversation. We're talking a little bit about South Fremont wrestling and, and how they, they took on Meridian in this epic duel. Uh, Morgan says those Clark boys were amazing. And uh, I'd agree, Brian. What did you think about South going up to, to Meridian and, and knocking them out? You know, everything you guys have said already. I mean, the atmosphere to have that gym packed. I mean, what a great opportunity. And then, you know, when, when Meridian was up in the 30s, I thought, uh-oh, it's, you know, they're in trouble. Um, and then when they, you know, they hit uh, right after Hobbs, you had the fir first Clark brother. You, uh, Colby just gets the fall against Gooley. I mean, that was really the turning point. The duel to me is when uh, Colby Clark got that pin and then his brother comes up next and gets the fall and the heavyweight. I mean, it was, it was impressive and it was electric. And I agree completely. Idaho needs more of that. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, there were some matches, the, the Simmons match that went to overtime a couple that could have won either way. So, I mean, I'd love to see them duel again. I'd love to see, I'd love to see Minico, uh, you know, Minico beat South the week before, which is, you know, it's, it's crazy. And the, to the point that maybe we should have a dual state tournament and a, a turn, uh, you know, in a, a bracketed tournament. because it, It's fun. Yeah. And we, we talked about that idea on a, on a previous episode. I, I, that was going to be the next thing I pivoted to guys, because uh, D David and Michaela reminding everybody that Minico topped, South Fremont. Al, do we use the transitive property here? Does that mean Minico can beat Meridian? No, it depends <laughs> on how they match up. I mean, like I said, when I looked at both South Fremont and Meridian, the numbers crunching was so close that it, it came down to bonus points, right? 
No one expected Goulier to get pinned. No one expected some of those pins, but that was the turning point, like you said, right there. Minico has depth, so they have so many extra kids. I think they have like 17 or 18 kids ranked in the state right now. That's huge. So they have a lot of kids that can they can just around. So, yeah, they may be tough to beat, but I'd love to see that match too. Yeah, the, the, that would be a phenomenal uh, battle to see for sure. Um, okay, Al, speaking of number crunching, we were talking a little bit before we hopped on live tonight, and you, mm -hmm. you had crunched some of the numbers from Raleigh Lane this past weekend. I'm going to let you have the floor. What did you discover when you went inside the numbers? So these are just raw numbers. So if you look at total placers, uh, 15 weight groups, uh, top six, um, 61 of the placers came from Idaho, which is about 68% of those numbers. 47 were state placers in Idaho, returning state placers, which includes the champions as well. Um, eight were Idaho state qualifiers. And then six placers from Idaho were either incoming freshmen or they were state qualifiers last year. So as far as the 5A, 4A, 3A um, of that, of the placers, about 30, 33%, a third of them were from the 5A, 21, about 23% were from the 4A. 3A had about seven placers, and then 2A had three. But they only set so many teams, so um, a majority of the teams were 5A and 4A. Um, yeah. I, As far as uh, out-of-state placers, 29 of all the placers were from out-of-state, about almost a third. Um but only a small percentage of them were state placers, about seven or eight of them. And then if I looked at how many kids were all Americans at Fargo, Folkstyle Nationals, et cetera, some form of about 18, almost 18 to 20 kids had that status placed at the Nationals. So overall, it was a pretty solid tournament. As far as the girls, it was about the same, about the same. Yeah, speaking of the girls, I wanted to give a special shout out to Alyssa Randles from Coeur d'Alene. She becomes the first four-time women's champion in the history of Raleigh Lane, and I believe only the fourth overall four-time champion at Raleigh Lane. Ridge Lovett from Post Falls, Michael Cook from CUNA, 2011 to 14. And then Casey George of Lewiston, and that's it. And then Alyssa Randles. That is that is rare company, Jacob. What a great performance. I mean, yeah, she, she looked pretty good. Stuff. And I think um uh there was another girl that might I think she won her third uh third title. Um I can't I think it was in the lightweights. So I have to go back and look. Um I think Caden Specs, this was her first title. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, real quick uh, comment here from Chelsea Brown. Good freshman, yes, and her uh, Taylor Brown, of course, is, is Chelsea's, and uh, she's fun to watch too. Uh, and then um, I wanted to mention of those four-time champions, Brian, that I mentioned, uh, three of the four in the history of are from the north: Lewiston, yeah. Post Falls, Coeur d'Alene. What's that say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the North is tough. I mean, Post Falls has been great for years. Lewiston's put out some great wrestlers. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I so, believe the three-timer was from uh, Zimmerman from uh, Moscow. I think she won her third title. I think that's my head. She looked pretty solid. Yep, Zimmerman, and she committed to uh, Southern Oregon. Uh, Go Raiders. To, 
to wrestle uh, last week as well. And, and I, I wanted to pivot to the conversation about the North because we're getting some some of those wrestling fans from up North. Reminder, everybody, as you're, as you're here watching tonight, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, share this, retweet it, wherever you're at. It really helps us out uh, down the line. Uh, Cade Sessions says his favorite storyline for him out of Raleigh Lane is uh, Jose Laguna. He's got one of the great names in wrestling, Jose Laguna from Post Falls. Um, once does he go 170 or 182? I assume he's talking about in the future. 170s. He wrestled Hudson Rogers in the semis, and it was a tight match. Came down to the to the wire, oh, but uh, he he won that match at 170s. Uh, he wrestled uh, Corden League from Highland in the finals. Yeah. And whether um, he stays there, because he's been most of the season at 82. And that's that's the thing with Raleigh. So many, I mean, there were, you know, a dozen kids at least and, and solid kids that cut down a weight class. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he does. You know, the three-day state tournament, that's going to be a challenge for some of those kids cutting a lot. So, yeah, uh, the guess is 82, but. He looked know, big, Brian. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, my son had him and he definitely looked big. And he, he's a solid kid, obviously, to beat Rogers, who is you know, one of the best in the state, uh, Laguna is, a he's, he is legit. Yeah. Uh, that, I was going to ask you that Jacob, cause, uh, yep. what do you think? Do you think 182 is, is the way Laguna should go moving forward or 170? Like Brian said, it's a three day way in or a three day state tournament. It's super hard to make weight that whole time. I would like him to go 170. That was a good match in the semis <laughs> went to overtime, you know, like that's good for wrestling. He, when I looked at it, I was waiting for somebody to ask who's the best performer from Raleigh. And I was nobody probably picked Jose Laguna to win one seventy, honestly. So he was he was my go to. And then he looked good. I watched I watched that match over time, hits a high crotch to win it. And it was you know, just another day for him. He was like, Oh, okay. It was a big one though. You know. So I, I bet I bet he goes one eighty two, but yeah, I put him up to one A's. If you look at Meridian post falls at Raleigh, uh, Meridian had eight places with three champions. Post falls had, I believe, six with three champions. But if you look at state rankings, um, they're pretty close in the number of kids. I think uh, post falls has about ten kids ranked. Um, Jacob, three of them are number one, and then Meridian has just a little bit of depth. They have fourteen with six kids number one. So they're going to have to try to get it to where they can possibly get the most state champion. It's going to come down to wire with those teams. So come state. There's a few kids post fall like Hamilton at 45, right there. He could be mm -hmm. he could be ranked. He could also make the finals. He wrestled. I don't even remember the match I was watching. He wrestled him so tough for two and a half periods, and I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, that's a good a good backup to have. Yeah, and we have to look at Nampa too because they weren't 100 percent there. A portion of their yeah. team went to Doc Buchanan in California at the Clovis. Um, and I think in the team team scores, they were 10th. But if you put Expert and a few of those, uh, Navarro, and I think uh, Gunter, if you put that in the lineup at the Raleigh Lane, they're right up there in the top top three or four, uh, possibly. So come state, you can't take them for uh, – got to watch them closely because they can be right there in the thick. They have the numbers too. They got about – 12 kids ranked three of them are number one so we can't count them out it's going to be an interesting team race down the line that's for sure troy hopping in the chat twait merrill white skellinger really impressed me they wrestled good job to all who wrestled at raleigh and i would agree i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a question out to 
you guys, but also everybody that's watching in the chat tonight, because I tried to find this info and I couldn't. But speaking of Mr. Hamilton from Post Falls, he wants to know what South teams will be at River City Duels this weekend. That's the uh, the Post Falls hosted event that's coming up north this weekend. Uh, do you guys know any off the top of your head? And, and maybe fans in the chat can let us know if your team's headed up there. Rocky's going. I think Meridian's going from what I know. That's all I know for sure. Thunder Ridge, probably Pokey. I don't know what else. It's pretty good. So if you're if you're a team, if you're a fan uh, of a team in the chat and you are headed to River City Duels, let us know. Alfonso says, yep, Thunder Ridge, you're spot on there, Jacob. All right. Uh, I mean, listed on that listed they have, I mean, they've got 30 teams up there from Idaho, Timberline, Thunder Ridge, Rocky Mount, Priest River, Post Falls, Nampa, Mountain View, Meridian, Lewiston, Lakeland, Kellogg, uh, Capital, Bonners Ferry, and Blackfoot. So it that's a lot of Idaho teams. Blackfoot. I like it. That's okay. That's yeah. a long journey. Okay. That's that should be a really good competition this weekend. Uh Raylene wants us to uh talk about the 235 girls. Go Minico. Jacob, what do you think? I'll pull up the bracket real fast from Raleigh. I have it ready. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right that's this is the fun part i'm assuming raylene is from minico and uh everybody that's watching tonight uh when you uh hop on let us know where you're watching from give your favorite school a shout out that's what we that's what we want to do here we want to bring all these great fan bases together i'm surprised we haven't heard from our good friend ha havas yet from <laughs> lewiston <laughs> he's always yeah. hopping on here but. yeah well, you guys look good it got yeah, back so yeah. I saw 235s at Raleigh uh, in the girls' division. Uh, Amy Hartman, who took second at state last year at Mountain Home, she beat uh, Olivia Woods, who's a three-time state champion. Um, and then Rocky Mountain has a new uh, Reese Moody. She's uh, new to the sport. She's a rugby player, and uh, she plays third. And then the, uh, the gal Alexandra Wright from Emmett, and then uh, Emery Wood. There's the Wood sisters. There's three of them. And she took six. Uh, it was a pretty competitive weight, 235s. So no guarantees yeah. who's going to win state right now. No, I was I was looking at the updated uh, individual rankings. And again, you can find that right at the top of the homepage on idahosports.com, individual and team rankings. And there, there was a lot of movement uh, in, in some of those weight classes on the girls' side, which to me says it's pretty wide open competition-wise. Um, so that that's always good to see. You mentioned uh, the Woods um, Eagle girls ended up winning the team title on the girls' side. Meridian boys won the team title at Raleigh Lane. Daniel, did, oh, go ahead, Jacob. Did Eagle girls win it without a champ? No champs and still won Raleigh, right? Eagle did not have a champ in the girls. Yeah. So that's yeah. it's a lot of depth for them. A lot of placing to win win Raleigh with nobody. You know, Handful of girls in the finals, game. which is big points. So that made that made the difference. Yeah, both. Woods, yeah, I think the Wood Sisters wrestled each other in the semis. I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, one of our, yeah, I think I think that was the case. Yeah, so you had Reese Woods at 185, Olivia Woods 235, both made the finals. So that's that's that 235 we were talking about, and then Jordan LeBeau at 165 also made the finals uh, for Eagle. So um, Daniel on YouTube says, "Hats off to the teams that crossed the North South Divide." Hard to travel, cut weight, bunk up in a hotel, and perform top notch. Uh, Brian, what do you think about that? That's something we haven't explored too much, but it is hard when you're 
in a hotel and not you're out of your routine a little bit, right? A absolutely. And it's hard to cut weight on a, you know, on a 10 hour bus ride too. So that's, you know, hats of props to them for doing it. And, and it's a long day. I mean, probably roll in Thursday night, have a hotel room. Uh, you know, some of them get to the Idaho center and get, get a warm up that Thursday it's open and early weigh-ins. And, and then that, that's a long day. If you're cutting any weight, you weigh in at seven in the morning rather than the typical three thirty. So it's good prep for state because they're holding their weight down a full day. Um, but yeah, it's, that's a tough, tough travel. And we got to add it's finals time too. So these kids are academically, it's very demanding to be able to manage that time management of wrestling academics and just regular life. Yes, so that, that, that's a that, tough time. Yeah, that balance. You're you're right, Alan. We've got so many high powered uh, academians that that wrestle as well, and that's you know you can't go D one without the academics and all the D one wrestlers we've seen. I mean, they've got they've got the the scholastics to back it up for sure. JJ Belton says agreed. I'm not sure what she's agreeing to. I'm going to assume it's everything we've said <laughs> up until this point tonight. Uh, and JJ, where are you where are you watching from tonight? Let's see. She says Gentry Smith. Post falls coming on strong, tough kid. I'm assuming you're a post falls fan. Uh, let, let's talk about Gentry Smith a little bit, Jacob. Where does he where does he stack up in that five A mix? Top three at 95, I believe that's where he's at. Yeah, because there's Gooley. I think Smith's number two right there, and then oh, there's one more in there. That's yeah. I mean, they all trade trade wins, trade losses, trade tough matches. So he's they're not far, and you got Reardon. The magic maker, so everybody better. That that one's gonna be fun to watch too. I mean, the finals match was Gooley and Smith, and, and Smith got him, you know, in the finals match. And uh mm -hmm. so that that's gonna be a fun rematch at the state tournament to watch Gooley and, and Smith go at it because that, that mm -hmm. was a fun match. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. great. I th I think Gentry yeah. caught him and, and pinned him in the second, but I mean it was a battle until that happened. Yep, for yep. sure. Um, let's see one more from JJ here. She says, uh, agreed about the Laguna comment. Okay. That he's got the best name in wrestling. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Let's, let's check in on Buell. Melody wants us to give a little shout out to Buell. Of course, they hosted the Buell invite over the weekend and, and pretty much the premier three, a teams were all there competing against one another. Here's a, a good tidbit from Amy. She's one of our great Buell fans. Uh, she says Buell did the same weight allowance as Raleigh Lane. And had two semifinalists not make the second weigh in. Oh, that's crushing now. Yeah. That's tough. One was Bantha at six. Missed. Yeah. I don't think it was because of he's too big. I think he probably something else played a played a part. <laughs> They're probably kids. Too, too many uncrustables. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too many uncrustables. Um, yeah. This is one of the dynamics of how a team's going to perform at state is those three weigh-ins, adjusting kids, making three weigh-ins, the pressure of winning critical matches. So that's why I say there's going to be a few variables that, you know, we can almost estimate one team's going to win, but that sec third team, you just don't know. Yep, for sure. Here is uh, Easton Banta. We don't need to talk about the second win. That's right. It's in the rearview mirror. We're already moving on to the next comment. Uh, let's let's hop in here. Speaking of that, Alfonso wants to know, how will these kids that lost tough matches rebound? Some of those will take it as fuel, right? Brian, this can go one of two ways, right? It can fuel you to get better. Or sometimes, you know, it does cause you 
uh, we we all want to say we're mentally strong, but sometimes those self doubt does creep in, and it just kind of compounds on on each other, right? Yep. I mean, with teenage athletes, confidence is a big deal, and you know, you hope most of them bounce back and you know rededicate and, and get to work. Um, but it, it's tough to say. I mean, you know, once a kid beats a kid a few times, it's it's sometimes in their head. So you hope they get back to work, and I think most of them will. That's what's great about this sport and the good coaches that we have throughout the state. They're going to get those kids back in the room and, and use that as fuel. So I think that's kind of what we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I saw Hudson Rogers lose. It was a tight match, could have gone either way. I mean, we can talk in depth what he should have done, what happened, it doesn't matter. But I can guarantee, I mean, he was in the passageway doing sprints, focusing, doing drills. I mean, he he came out his next few matches and just, just tore it apart. So uh, I think that's only going to fuel a kid like uh, Hudson. Um, so I don't think it'll happen again. <laughs> yeah. that match. And, and this is important because so many state championships are, are so often won in the blood rounds, right? And that's, you're coming off a tough setback and how, how do you bounce back and how do you battle back? And so, yeah, it's super important stuff. Matt Biggs with a little comment here. I'd argue that may not be the state final at 195. We were talking about that a couple minutes ago. All right. he, he could be right. Uh, his kid, Cody, is, you know, an absolute beast. And he's right there. I mean, he barely lost to uh, the, the kid from Nampa. Um, Kinshaw, uh, Chiloe. Yeah. I mean, that was a close match there for third and fourth. And he beat Grizzle from Mountain Home. I think he's been beating Grizzle three times this season already. Uh, and so – you know, Biggs is right in there. Uh, him, him, and uh, Cancello, they could. He could be right. I mean, it could be those two in the finals. That's that's a tough, tough weight. You got four kids right there: uh, Gooley, Smith, Cancello, and, and Biggs, and, and Grizzle from Mountain Homes right in there too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one last comment on the on the weigh weigh-ins. Uh, Chelsea says, "Weigh allowance uh, sucks when you're tiny, but it's great when you're on that borderline, right?" But but like we said. Um, it's, it's great for the regular season, but then that, that security blanket's not there when, when you get, when you get to the postseason, Jacob. So it is kind of that double-edged sword, right? Yeah. I think a lot of these high school kids would rather be able to eat those Uncrustables a little bit, <laughs> you know, manage it. It's easier to manage your weight and wrestle at a high level when you don't got to go ride bikes or those long bus trips. Like there's sides for it, you know, you travel a long bus trip, but you're able to eat breakfast. You know, you don't have to worry about getting getting a really hard sweat. You know, rather be a little bigger, but yeah. So uh, this past week we had uh, the Buell invite. We had the Raleigh Lane uh, Century, I believe, went down and won the Bear Lake uh, tournament. Does that sound right? I think I think that's right. And then you know we did have some teams in North Idaho go over to the Gut Check over in Kent, Washington. I did want to give a shout out to uh, Robert Storm from Lewiston. Uh, big Storm. For, yeah, big Agent Zero getting a big yeah. uh, big win there. And uh, so, again, when we talked about the gut check being a really tough competition for the schools that decided to go over there and, and compete as well. So uh, we can kind of pivot now to looking what's ahead this weekend. River City Duel, of course, uh, at, at Post Falls. Um, what else is on your guys' radar? And if, if you're in the chat, let me know where your team's headed this weekend too. And we can talk about the competition that's coming up. Al, you said, so, so, and everybody that doesn't know, Al helps coach Rocky Mountain. So you're headed up to post falls. Um, the yeah. The team's going to head up there. I'm going to go, uh, we have the Jaybird tournament at Columbia, which is a girls tournament. And I think this year is the first time it's two days starts on Friday. 
So just since it began several years as in the trend of the women's wrestling growing, uh, they expect a lot more girls this year. So it's going to be two days. So I'm going to go to that one, help out there. And, and yes, the varsity will be going up North. Yes. Yeah. Chelsea says, uh, She's going to be at the Jaybird. Justin Lineberry also going to be at the Jaybird. And this is, it's its really uh, impressive to see how it's grown, right? It's it, exponentially uh, growing. Yeah. I, I think I looked and they've got 50 teams that are at least anticipating coming, which that's, I mean, that's a big girls tournament. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That's so awesome. Yeah, that's so great. Um, let's see. Uh, I think there's Amy, Parma, Wendell. Yes. Tournaments. Uh, Amy says, yeah, so, so real quick, sorry, Amy, uh, Buell invite great finals at 120, 160, 220, and 152. That was from last weekend. And again, kind of a precursor to maybe what we can expect, uh, at that 3A state tournament. Uh, Jed, Jed says he's going to be at the Madison invite. Brian, what kind of competition are we going to see there in Rexburg? That that's a good tournament. I mean, mostly East, East Idaho schools, but I mean, South is there, obviously, um, just about everybody from this side of the state is, is there. It looks like Blackfoot and Thunder Ridge go elsewhere, but uh, it's going to be, they have a girls tournament there. It's a little obviously smaller than Jay Burt, but it's going to be good competition. Uh, you get Sugar Salem, some, some, some of those cross matches we don't get to see with 3A, 4A, 5A teams. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any 2A. I think Ryrie sometimes comes. Uh, and so, you know, you get a good, good mix of different divisions. So it's, it's a fun tournament because of that. And it's tough. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Troy Hobbs says uh, Star Valley, Wyoming, will be at Madison. We don't we don't talk much Wyoming wrestling here, um, Jacob. I know you you grew up in Teton. You're kind of right there on that Wyoming border. Uh, Star Valley's over at Afton. What kind of program do they have historically? Star Valley is probably the best team in Wyoming ever. <laughs> you walk into that gym. I don't think they have space for banners or, anymore. If you've ever been in there, it's wrestling championships from 80 81 82 all the way probably to 2020 i'm pretty sure they won it last year 2022 too so yeah and they produced rulon gardner i mean you know one of one of the the great names i mean he went through star valley high school that's did you hear he's coming back he was on our local radio today yeah Oh, that's funny. Um, yes, yeah, so, which is always amazing to me because Star Valley is so good in boys basketball too. It's like, and you would think those would compete against each other, but I don't know. They've they've got it in spades over there in Afton. Um, let's see, Dave, David, and Michaela say um, Minico dueled uh, Star Valley this season too. So, boy, Minico's getting battle tested here. They're they're getting ready for, um, you know hopefully what they think is going to be a great showing at the, at the four, a state tournament. Um, let's see. Jeremy says new Plymouth is going to be heading to Wendell. Um, I'm assuming that Wendell invites going to be kind of those, uh, treasure Valley, magic Valley, two, a three A's competing. I think it's Jacob. a big two, a, I know. 2A goes. Yeah. You know, so the Springs goes a couple of those two A's. Yep. Uh, t- talking about that Minico star Valley duel. Troy says Minico killed them. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Understatement of the year. Here's uh, oh, John Blaisdell from uh, Malad. Malad is heading to Wendell. Great preview for 2A and what to expect for the state tournament. Okay, so last week we kind of had our 3A semi preview in Buell. This week 
two A and Wendell is going to be action. We're going to be watching very closely. Uh, Brian Skellinger says BK Bishop Kelly is going to head to the Rockwell Rumble in Utah. They just beat Emmett eighty to six. Ooh, that's wow. uh, pretty impressive, Brian. Yeah, BK yeah. looked tough. <laughs> they are. I mean, they've got some absolute hammers on that team. And Rockwell Rumble, Rumble is a, a tough tournament. You know, so years that Utah is up, so that's going to be fun to watch BK go there and watch Bellinger Martino. I mean, that was one of the craziest matchups with, uh, you know, Martino's match with Coulter Burton was, you know, one of the highlights of Raleigh Lane. Yeah. Um, BK's hammers are hammers. So that's going to be fun to see how they do down there with Utah with just about all the tough teams from Utah show up to the Rockwell Rumble. So that's going to be great. I heard Clovis is going to be there too. And they're a top notch California team. They, they did, uh, did pretty good at the dock B just, I wanted to shout out to Mac Mogger like play, play, he placed third, uh, at dock B and, uh, Diedrich was sixth. Uh, that tournament had about 26 nationally ranked kids in the medal matches. It was pretty intense. Just to put it in perspective, Poway that won the Reno TOC with eight placers, four champions at Doc B. They took seventh as a team and only had four placers and one champion. Or uh, I think maybe one finalist or something like that. So it just tells you the magnitude. So uh, kudos to everyone that put it on the line there, even the kids that didn't place. Takes a lot. Yeah, it's uh, pretty impressive uh, to be certain. And before we get to the weekend, Buell is competing in a try match tonight with Mountain Home and Twin Falls. And Amy says, Bowers, back on the mat for Buell tonight. All right. Well, wait. See. <laughs> yeah. That's a big yeah. question for Buell. I think Buell could beat South at the state tournament. I'm saying it now because, okay. because they're – going to be tough to beat in a lot of those weights. Like, they they should place at 13, 20, 26, 32, 38, 45, 52, 60, 95, 220. Mm-hmm. And they, they, I mean, where is Ruiz going? Where are the Brunson brothers going? Where is Bowers fit in the lineup? Colin Robinson. They had a kid placed at 32. The JV kid placed fifth at 32. Uh, I think of his name when obviously – spacing it but buell has the potential i mean after what south you know kind of did in that tournament yeah, south yes. is the favorite but buell wasn't far behind yeah it looks yeah, like if you look at south fremont right they have what 12 kids ranked four of them are number one so buell it'll it'll come down to how they perform that day even at that term you add jace bowers to that there's another 20 30 i don't i don't know what it finished but at one point buell was down 20. Like is Jace Bowers enough? Does the does the rest of the state pull South down or pull Buell down? I th- it could be interesting if they space it right. It could be the upset of you know it could be South knocking out Meridian, kind of like the same magnitude. It'd be great That's, for wrestling to see a close, yeah. just like Rary and uh, New Plymouth last year. Yes, oh, what, what an epic battle that was. Amy says Jace is uh, at one sixty tonight. So, and then she says. Fabby Pierce, 132, the freshman. That's who you were trying to think of there, he Jacob. Fifth. He beat Riker Simmons. Riker Simmons yeah, wow. is three-time state placer. You know. Yep. Wow. It changes um, things a bit. And then, and then – oh, go ahead, Jacob. No, I was going to say, with Buell, Jace goes at 160. They already have – you know, Ryder Sheen is the number two guy at 160 right now. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah. Ace is defending state champ. How do you not put some respect on that? Yeah, you got to start looking at the districts and say, you know, because district, they're all going to take two kids. And so the depth plays a big deal and how many they can sneak through in the district. Whose district is toughest at, at what weights? I mean, because, if you know, you can get 30 kids to the state tournament or, you know, 25 kids to the state tournament because of their depth. It could be a race. Yeah. Which I, I almost bet they do. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be mid 20s for sure. It's just. So I know we can send the top two in the uh, district three for the five A. So last year Meridian had twenty nine out of thirty make it. I don't. I can't remember how many post falls. Like you said, that's going to come down to those extra kids they winning matches. So yeah, it's 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 pretty impressive. Twenty nine of thirty. Um, Jeremy uh, from New Plymouth says uh, we were talking about BK beating Emmett. He doesn't know if it's accurate, but. He heard that Emmett's six points were on a forfeit. I'm not sure, uh, but that would be interesting if it was. But um, And then, uh, Amy, a couple comments here. Sheen gave Gibson a run in the finals. And then uh, she says, and, and she, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. We brought back the individual in the state rankings this year. I wanted to throw this out here um, to talk about it. She says, 3A rankings, pretty messed up. Kid number two didn't even place at Buell. And so here's what I would say to that. I would say that it's an inexact science. We're considering a lot of different factors here. You know, Brian, we might have, and we've seen this in different weight classes where number four has beaten number one, but also lost to two, three, and five. So how do you, how do you rank that? Right. Yeah. You see it all the time. I mean, you really do. There's upsets in the sports. That's what, that's what makes this sport great. And you know, the long we've talked about it before, the longer the season goes on, the more data we have, uh, you know, they get more accurate as things tighten up and get towards state. But, you know, it's great to have them back. I mean, I have so many conversations every week about, you know, and it's great, the disagreements, because anytime yeah. you're ranking kids, that's exactly how it's going to be. And you see one kid will win this tournament, another kid will win this the tournament the next week. And it's it's all about those matchups. And uh, so it, you're right. It's an inexact science and it's getting better every week and great to have it back. I think the wrestling family, uh, you know, they're all thrilled about having them back and it's never going to be perfect. I agree with you. I mean, um, right now it's like putting it on the board, you erase it, you change it, you adjust it. It's like trying to predict weather come state when it's done, it's in stone. That's where it counts right now. It's just like figuring out weather. you're just trying to adjust and, and speculate based on what, you know, yep. things change. It's all good. We love the input. For sure. And, J and Jacob, I know another tough point as we're trying to do this every week is uh, the the change in weight classes, right? The kid might wrestle yeah. at 180 one week and he's dropping down the next week. And so figuring out where to place everybody too can be uh, tricky sometimes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We talked about it a little bit is majority matches. If you wrestle 70% of your matches at 26 so far, every, all the data says you're a 26 pounder. You know, you might have went down for Raleigh or, you know, two other tournaments or just after the break. But you know, with one and a half, you know, one tournament and a duel in, you can't really be a, a 20 pounder. Or, you know, you're a 26 pounder for a little more data, stuff like that. And it goes the same thing with ranking kids. Two might have lost to an unknown, but unknown has six losses to kids that you know all those other head-to-heads that number two has and it happens you know how 16 year old kids you know he, he might have had the sniffles or he might have <laughs> had a bad day got a, a he could have got a c minus 
you know, in class or there's all sorts of crazy stuff that happens as a 16 year olds that, you know, they stayed up till 2 a.m. playing video games. And, oh, that I should not do that now. Or, you know, the hotel stay. There's there's so much that goes into it. So. You're right. Uh, Amy Last says February. Yeah, Amy says, love the rankings, but this week it seemed like the Buell results weren't entered. I'll tell you, we get, you know, we get, we, we use the eye test, what we saw in person. And then we, you know, we use track wrestling, of course, the great resource that it is. And we, we carefully consider everything. Uh, and Fred, I'll, I'll let Fred have the last word on this. Fred says, if Buell would figure out their lineup, the rankings would be easier. <laughs> Come on, coach. <laughs> oh. That, that's it. a big part of it. If Buell would do that real quick, it would be. <laughs> if, yep. if Fred will go ahead and send in, you know, to Idaho Sports, <laughs> the the February lineup, then we'll do better for Amy and Fred <laughs> a little bit. Right, that's funny. Uh, all right, and and Jacob, you uh you had you had kind of a bold prediction with Buell and South Fremont possibly at that three A state tournament. Troy wants to know. Yo, Jake, what do you want to bet on that 3A title? (laughs) (laughs) Let me get the official Buell, you know, the email to Auto Sports. If they don't send it, I can't make any bets. Got to get that official lineup card. Yeah, yeah. so it's really on Fred. I'll bet with Troy any day of the week. but (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, All right, well, I think we've kind of reached the end of the line here. Thanks uh, everybody for tuning in again to the Idaho Matt chat prep cast. We love bringing this to you every week. Those of you that can join us live. And I know so many people go back uh, the next day or even the day after and, and check out the content. You can watch a replay of this on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page or Twitter account. If you're more of an audio person as well, uh, you can go to your favorite uh, podcast app, Google, Spit, uh, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple, etc., and uh, subscribe to the Matt Chat Prepcast there and download it that way. Uh, you can also listen to the Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. Across the top of the homepage, you'll see a little tab that says Game Stream, or uh, there is a Game Streams one, but there's also one that says. Uh, uh, prep casts. And from there, there's a drop down menu. You click on the Matt chat prep cast and there's a little player right there on the page, uh, where you can uh, listen to as well. So, um, big thanks to everybody. As you head out the door, Matthew says, great cast gentlemen. Thank you, Brian Skellinger. Thanks. Thank you, Brian. Uh, Troy says, this, this is my favorite part, the end of the show where everybody heaps praise upon us. This is what I came for. Troy, you guys are awesome. Thanks for this. Chelsea love wrestling. Thanks for the updates. You know, Chelsea had a great comment earlier too. I wanted to find, uh, she, she said, good job, Idaho kiddos. I mean, competing against all of these great out of state opponents week in, week out. And I'm inclined to agree. Um, John says, thanks guys. Thank you, John. Really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Matt, great work in, I just want to throw everybody's comments up here, not because I love hearing the praise, but because I want everybody to feel like their comments were shared. Uh, heart emoji from David and Michaela. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, this is really what it's all about is, is you, the wrestling fans, the wrestling community, everything we're doing, our rankings on IdahoSports.com, this weekly prep cast, uh, all of our great coverage 
um, that Al provides your great written in-depth pieces and all the data that Al, you know, unearths every week. Um, it, it's all for you, the wrestling fans. So uh, thank you. And we'll continue to do it. We'll see you uh, back here next week. We should be back to Tuesdays now. I don't think I have any more basketball games that can conflict with the schedule. So should be next Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. For Al, Jacob, and Brian. I'm Brandon Bainey, and we'll see you next time on the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com.